Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. On this episode, we have a very special guest, Ralph Atanasia of Cake Boss. Hi. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I've known Ralph um, for, I God, I don't even know how long through this band that we both used to follow around called World Inferno. Um, I've actually never seen Cake Boss other than random clips, like, you know, on your Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So, Ralph, can you tell the listeners what Cake Boss is and how you got involved with it? Oh, geez. All right, real quick. <laughs> probably the least interesting thing in the world. So, um, Cake Boss is a reality cooking show. It follows a baking show, really cake decorating show. It follows the family and crew who work at Carlo's Bakery here in New Jersey, and uh, I'm the head of the sculpture department at the bakery, so I make chocolate sculptures for the cakes and cakes in the shape of things. That's my department that does that. Um, I've been working with them since the third season started filming back in 2010, and I think we're currently showing the last season right now. That's on Discovery Emily. Um, wow. We also have a number of spin-off shows that have come out of that. Most recently it was Buddy vs. Duff on Food Network, where me and uh, Buddy, who's the cake boss, went up against Duff and his guy Jeff from the show Ace of Cakes, which was a very similar cake decorating show. <laughs> but that doesn't have a lot to do with what we're talking about today, though, I don't think. Well, that's what people will be familiar with you from, right? Yeah. that's yeah. Listen, if you know me from anywhere, it's probably one of those shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I didn't realize you were on that show until maybe like three years ago. And I was like, wait, what? Ralph's not like, <laughs> Ralph's a celebrity? <laughs> I like to say that I'm fiducially famous. I'm the smallest possible amount of famous you can be without being not famous. Yeah, well, good job at that. <laughs> um, Thank you. But, Thank so you very much. It, so, you, so you basically had to like... like it, audition for it? No. Um, so my cousins won a charity auction or something. Uh, they were big fans of the show when it was early days, and uh, they, the, the prize was for six people to go and make cakes with the cake boss and his crew. And there were five of them, so my aunt called me up and she said, Ralphie, you gotta come with us. We're gonna go to the cake boss. They're gonna see what a good sculptor you are. They're gonna give you a job. You're gonna be on TV. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not gonna happen, but sure. And then that's exactly what happened. Amazing. Yeah, I was, I was playing with some of the modeling chocolate. I was doing some sculptures, and uh, you know, they they saw what I was doing, and they were like, "Hey, you, what are you doing right now?" And I was like, "I work one day a week at my old art school." And they're like, "Well, uh, now you work here." <laughs> in that specific voice. Yeah, they called me up on my drive home, and they asked me to come back in the next day, and I've been working there ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Were you familiar with the me- basically the medium of cake as a? Oh hell no! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you would think that modeling chocolate was similar to like molding clay. It is. It's actually very similar to uh, the stuff that we use. is very similar to a polymer clay called Super Sculpey. I think is the the closest thing I would compare it to in how it handles. Um, but yeah, like I, I I don't know my background. 
first is in traditional illustration and sculpture, and then after that, I went to school for a special effects makeup, uh, mm. where I did a lot of like sculpting and mold making and casting, and uh, I didn't keep up with the makeup stuff, but all of the you know forty hours a week plus of sculpting that I did at that school the whole time I was there really primed me for uh, for the job I have now. Fun little fact: you know the show Face Off on Sci Fi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Sig Neutron was my best friend at school. Uh, he's the guy who won uh, season seven of Face Off and then the, the All Star so season. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was back when he was Brandon. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell people that. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see how that kind of uh, that translates to making really detailed and and like. Gruesome, <laughs> gruesome cakes. Not just gruesome, gruesome cakes, uh, yes. but, <laughs> but like, but like really like intricately, dis- intricately designed cakes. Yeah, um, I, man, I love doing gruesome cakes. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? <laughs> How often do you get to do that? Uh, pretty rarely, almost exclusively in October. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so pretty much every cake you make is, uh, basically. Uh, a cake that a client wants right oh yeah 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 do you ever get to just do what you want mm, i mean I, not really it's work you know uh like from time to time yeah sometimes we can be a little slow in the winter and so like we'll make display things that are just promotional like if we have oh an afternoon where there aren't a lot of client orders uh we'll we'll just be like i, I really i've had an idea for something that i think would be really cool to show off what we can do in our department uh, so we'll just make something like that and take some pictures of it, put it out on the social media feed or set it up in the consultation room for people to see when they come to order their cakes. Oh, cool. And so I'm guessing there's like a variety, uh, kind of a lot of different types of clients with some with like really specific ideas about what they want and others with pretty much just a vague idea. Like, is that is that true, you, you would yeah, say? both are equally frustrating. Yeah? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, that. <laughs> Okay, do you prefer one over the other? Um, it's nice when people have an idea of what direction they want to go, but they also have a level of trust in your abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they say, I know I want X, Y, and Z. I don't really know the best way to execute that, but you guys are cake decorators. So, and then, you know, we can have like a little bit of a dialogue back and forth, and that's usually the most satisfying way to work. Cool. Um, well, since we are fandom and wellness, we're going to talk about fandom a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm dying to get to um, that part. But- Let's do that. Yeah, yes. so we want to know more about what fandoms you're into. Oh, you, you've you really you've mined a rich vein <laughs> here because I am a nerd. Beautiful. Um, I'm a big uh, a big Marvel fan. Kind of moved away from DC. Sorry, Danielle. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> after I mean, the MCU has been like reigning supreme anyway. Yeah. Really, so. Yeah, but ever since ever since Batman did the quantum leap through the Legends of the Dark Knight toy line, I've just been like, <laughs> yeah, you're a big toy person. Oh yeah, but you love I do love toys, but like that when when they killed Batman back, like, geez, that's a long time ago now. I keep thinking of it as being recent. <laughs> yeah, with what would ever happen with the anti-life equation and he wound up like jumping through different batman iterations in the past it just yeah it, it was like the old legends of the dark knight toy line where it was like pirate batman and puritan batman and cave batman 
<laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. Too many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes they just like create the different lines just to be able to sell toys. Yeah. But... Who would ever do that? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Yeah. So big. Yeah, but I know you're a big. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I fan. am a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, especially Bebop and Rocksteady. Do you identify as more Bebop and Rocksteady versus one of the turtles? Yeah, I think the character I probably most like is Krang. <laughs> like a brain in the stomach of a big baby body. <laughs> nice. I've, I've never heard someone not be like, I'm a Michelangelo or I'm a Donatello. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm a ref. I'm cool but rude. Yeah, I, I always say that I wanted to be Michelangelo, but I'm a Raphael. Yeah, I so. can see that. Uh, okay, real quick, let's yeah. zip through some stuff. I love Douglas Adams and Terry Pratchett. Oh, me too. I, I love Terry nice. Pratchett a lot. Yeah, which are your favorite characters? Which so, you, in the uh, in the Discworld books, um, who who do you like? I do like I like the Mort series and the um, the Night Watch. Yeah, Night Watch. Those are the two main stories that I really enjoy. Yeah, the 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 City Watch I think are the 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 jewel in the crown of the Discworld stories. Yeah, they're so good. Um, but, although, yeah, and it, obviously, I was so excited to see Good Omens be turned into a TV show. I, um, I honestly, I, I could never get into that book. I'm not a big oh, Neil really? Gaiman fan, that, but I was really enjoying the That's... adaptation. <laughs> yeah, um, because Terry, I, I like Neil Gaiman, but I like Terry Pratchett a lot more, mm-hmm. which is why Good Omens was because it had Terry Pratchett. I really enjoyed it, and I think she, he brings the humor into most of the things he writes, including Good Omens. So, um, and the TV TV show was just really enjoyable. It was just like a streamlined version of the book. Yeah, it was a very good adaptation. I still haven't quite finished it yet. But uh, Gaiman can be a bit twee for my tastes. Bit what? (laughs) Tweeny. A bit twee. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Just a a little bit bit precious. Are you saying tween or twee? Like a tween? No, not tween. Oh, I know. T-W-E-E. Tween. Okay, twee. Are we? Uh, just a- <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what that <laughs> no, means. It's uh, kind of a little bit saccharine and precious and, and maybe uh, a, a little too cutesy and sentimental. He's certainly a writer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, Twee, yeah. Uh, like, like a little Victorian child. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> That's okay, not what twee cool. means at all. I've failed to define that word. And <laughs> I we will use a dictionary. Later. That that will be the word of the day for all, all of our listeners who don't know what that means, including us. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I'd say the last thing is I'm a big uh, I'm a big role playing gamer, I like uh, oh, you cool. know, tabletop games and uh, and live action role playing. A big uh, big larper. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's kind of that's kind of where I live, fan wise. Oh, and Star Wars. Come on, of course, yeah. <laughs> you should cool. try to be on like one of the like on Critical Role or something. Oh, you know what? I've never even thought of that. I, 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 okay, here we go. Twee adjective British, excessively <laughs> or affectedly quaint, pretty or sentimental. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally me in a definition. Heard enough show. Oh my god! Also, like it's a British word, right? Basically, yes. yes. That's why we don't know it. You're not there. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, technically, I should know it because my country was colonized by them. But I digress. Oh my god! 
Um, anyway, but, yes. Um, so, have <laughs> of like all your favorite fandoms, have you gotten to make any cakes like based on them? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we do. I'm trying to think. We've. Uh, I know you did an Infinity Gauntlet. That's right. Yeah, I did that. Uh, oh, who still has their phone ring? <laughs> that was totally me. Wow. Jenny's a good podcaster. <laughs> did it ring when, when you were talking, or was it after you Oh, talked? no, this is getting left in. <laughs> Unbelievable, Danielle. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. So yeah, I did a video on uh, on our YouTube channel over at uh, Cake House Media. You can find us on on YouTube there. I have a series where I do like different uh, chocolate sculptures and cake sculptures. I did an Infinity Gauntlet, which was my most watched video. That one yeah, was I a bet. blast to make. The detailing is amazing. Yeah, that was an interminable project. <laughs> <laughs> how how long did it take? <laughs> That's uh, so I cheat that one a little bit. I had a couple of like versions of it at different stages of completion so we didn't mm. have to be shooting for like the full eight to ten hours that that took to make oh, but wow. the downside of that is that because i had to make several of them i wound up doing you know eight to ten hours of prep and then we shot for another six hours on top of that so it just that was forever wow yeah and uh every time every time i try to make candy gems i burn myself Oh my gosh. Yeah, I oh can't imagine having to heat that much sugar up to such a high temperature. Yeah, well, you know, we I, I cheat. I cheat on everything. Like when you when you're working <laughs> when you're working in food, there's such a fast turnaround. Uh, you know, you have to have things. You can't prep things too far in advance because it's food, so you have to be able to work really quickly. Um, and because you have such a, a workload, you have to find quick workarounds and so we we just melt jolly ranchers in the microwave oh my god, god. <laughs> oh my god Kara, i'm thinking oh you got the corn syrup and the sugar and the water and you're boiling it yeah we do that you? sometimes although a lot of the time we'll use isomalt instead which is just like it's all of that already in one thing and you just heat it up in like a convection uh pot but yeah no for for that like when i'm just doing a small batch of something like that i'll just melt some jolly ranchers or lollipops in the microwave and that's insane. Um, are, are there any other favorite fandoms that you've done? Um, not of mine. I'm not a huge Harry Potter person. As I say that now, realizing that like I've seen all the movies and I've read the books twice, yeah. and that's all cursed child. <laughs> but uh, what? That doesn't make sense. And you're wearing your Harry Potter robe and your Harry Potter hat, and <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was getting so much grief from the Slytherin over the weekend. By the way, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, what? No, about Slytherin. She was like, "Oh, you don't like Slytherins," and I'm like, "Well, none of this is real, so you're kind of making a big deal out of this." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they have certain personalities. No, she is oh delightful, God. though, and I would never say a bad thing about her. But um, yeah, it's just not it's that's not one of like uh, something I would consider one of my fandoms. But I made a Niffler cake that uh, you can also oh. see a video of, where which also has candy jewels that I also burned myself making. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get to make like a giant like T Rex cake. 
I don't want to spoil anything, but if you stay tuned oh. to my YouTube feed in the next month or two, there might be something like that. Ooh. <laughs> That's cool. So what, what you're saying is you, you just spoiled something. Yeah, I don't know why I'm being so cagey. I just recorded making a, a chocolate T-Rex. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, outside of your Niffler cake and your gauntlet cake, what are some of your favorite cakes that you've done? Oh, jeez. Well, I'm a big uh, a big dinosaur guy. Yes. Um, we have a dinosaur park here in New Jersey in Leonia called Field Station Dinosaur. And uh, I'm sorry. What what's in the what's in the dinosaur park? I don't know how I can make what it is more New clear. Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it's it's Field Station Dinosaur. It's a private time traveling uh, dinosaur safari service. Uh-huh. No, it's a it's a it's a park in New Jersey. They have uh, animatronic dinosaurs, and you go out there okay. and they do like interactive stuff. You know, they have like little things with the that they do with the kids. So you go around, and you see the dinosaurs. It's fun. But we made a cake okay. for that. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, right. we made a cake for them. We got to make this big, uh, roughly quarter scale Hadrosaurus, which is uh, the the duck build dinosaur. Oh, okay. I it's know also... the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... Ducky from Land Before Time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's also New Jersey's state fossil. And fun fact, oh my God. Uh, it's uh, the have a state fossil. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first dinosaur skeleton ever mounted for public display. It was also the first nearly complete dinosaur skeleton ever found. And it was found here in New Jersey. Nice. <laughs> Way to go, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, good for something. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> and you're from where? New York City. Yeah. Uh, that's also yeah. where I'm from. Oh. <laughs> do you just do you just work in New Jersey? Well, then? I live in New Jersey now, but I'm from okay. New York. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um okay, so um any any other of your uh favorite cakes that you want to mention? Oh, what did we do? We did one for uh, a group called the Baker Street Babes who mm. are uh, I already know what that is. Yeah, you do. How? I mean, is that Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. So two, two, one, Baker Street. That's I right. Yes. In my head, I was like, Baker Street babes are these cheerleaders? Nope. <laughs> no, 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 they're 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 women who are big Sherlock Holmes fans. Okay. And what was the cake? That was a that was a that was a fun one because I my favorite kind of sculpture to do is kind of cartoon I, I like to do things that have sort of cartoon proportions but have a realistic finish okay. if that makes sense so uh th when they said we were gonna do what the cake wound up being was we had like a, a big collected stories of sherlock holmes book which was you know all made out of cake laying flat on the board and then i did a, a little bit larger than life-sized edible bust of Holmes, and since we couldn't do any specific version of it, they were like, well, Ralph, just give I was us gonna say. <laughs> your Sherlock Holmes. I was like, I can just do whatever I want. And they were like, yeah, go ahead. Like, so that that was fun for me. I, the only stipulation was I had to do the deerstalker cap and like the Inverness coat, because that's what everybody thinks of as Sherlock of Holmes, even though yeah. that's, that's not. That's Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes in, in just a few... Yeah, it's a specific, a very specific one, not for the entire 
Yeah, I think the yeah. thing that uh, the thing that the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes does best is making him look all rumpled and, and eccentric, which is, I think, how he should be. That character's a mess. <laughs> Perfect for Robert Downey Jr. Yes! yes. <laughs> You're know, like, yeah, a charismatic drug addict who's hard to spend too much time with. That's Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, I prefer Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbun. Cumberbun. Cucumber bundle snatch. Uh, um, Cranberry butternuts. Cranberry butternuts. I like that one more. Yeah. So, so how has um, being able to like use like your sculpting and baking and everything helped with your mental health? Oh, mine is, uh, honestly, it's probably just made it worse. Um, oh, no! Yeah, my, I, I have a very... That's okay. We're here to talk about that, too. I have a very high-stress job. Um, and being exposed to, like... Oh, man, especially during Buddy vs. Duff, the, the competition show that we did. Uh, like, people feel very entitled to tell uh, public figures whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and like I, I, I got like tempers were running very high during Buddy versus Dove because it was a competition and people forget that that's television. It's not really real competition. Uh, you know, like even though we treated it as such when we were recording it, you know, we did our best. We worked our asses off making all of the the things that we made for that show. But at the end things get edited and they have to be presented in a way that's compelling and there's a story, you know? But people get invested in their side or the other side and they come at you. Right, because you're portrayed in a certain way that doesn't necessarily reflect how you are in real life. Is that That's part of it, but part of it too is just like, well, I like the other team and I'm going to let this asshole know exactly what... Sorry, I don't know if you're going to have to edit. I'm a potty That's okay. No, Um, no. Curse as much as you want. No, well... (laughs) <laughs> hell darn fart um, <laughs> but they yeah so they, they they feel you know like they they let you know i remember i had this one person right. who was like didn't like my boss's attitude and i was joking around on twitter with the with duff the the other you know, guy we were competing against and he was like oh, no, i don't know this this competition is turning into ralph versus duff and i was like oh you don't want to bring this thunder down on you and some complete stranger was like, oh, so you're a douchebag, too. I thought it was just your asshole boss, but it turns out you're no good, too. And I was like, hey, I'm only joking around. They're like, you got to watch what you fucking put out in the world, mister. Like, you can't just do whatever you want. And I, you know, I'm, I messaged them back and I was like, listen, to, I, I think you need to take a look at how you're behaving because I'm a complete stranger to you. And you've come at me swearing and insulting me. And I don't know you at all, you know, like. You're going to tell me that I have to look out for what I put into the world, but your behavior right now is pretty bad. And they were just like, you don't fucking understand anything. You're just a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I need to get away from social media for a little while because this is making me feel horrible. Right. Is is there any platform that's like, like better or worse? Twitter is the worst thing in the world. Okay. You know how like <laughs> they, they, they always say like you like on youtube or whatever you're not supposed to read the comments Mm -hmm. right twitter is just the comments without the videos 
Oh, oh God. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Right. And, you know, I've got, I've got pretty bad imposter syndrome uh, already. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't know. I, I also, as somebody who struggles with anxiety and depression, like, none of this stuff helps. Right. Uh, I think I find much more solace in my, you know, like, in, in, in fandoms and my side pursuits than I do in work. Like, work is just a source of stress. Right. I can imagine. You know, like, I don't, when you sculpt for a living, I don't really sculpt at home. Like, and I enjoy sculpting, but it's not something mm-hmm. I do for fun anymore. But I have other outlets. I like to do, like, leather work, or I make a lot of miniatures and stuff for tabletop gaming. And, uh, do, you, do you draw at home? I don't really draw so much anymore. Um, I, I I do some drawings for commissions, which also makes it not fun to do <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I, I understand all this. I never sew anything for myself, like ever. I so I made my wedding dress for myself, and the, and I made it like three days before my wedding. Yeah. Although I see a big <laughs> set of uh, looks like maybe Prismacolor or Copic markers behind you there. Yeah, but those are from when I was in college. Yeah. Those are, oh wow! You have a really <laughs> they're, nice, they're like, like office, Danny. This. I mean, move to Texas, Ralph. You'll have a huge house. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, yeah. Um. Do what you love, and you ne- will never have to work a day in your life. Is definitely not true. Oh my god, that's garbage, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, do what you yeah. love for a living, and your hobby will be your job. Is how that yeah. should. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to like just constantly having to churn out cakes, you have. The eyes of however many people are watching your TV show on you, which I'm sure is like extremely se- stressful. I mean, that's not it's it's. Would you well? Do you get any like really great feedback from fans? Oh yeah, no. A lot of people are really great. Like there's, so as I said before, like I, I consider myself to be like fiducially famous. I have such a small amount of of this this weird thing that is fame or, or influence or whatever and mm-hmm. so like anytime i can you know like i i answer every message that anybody sends me uh i basically do any yeah thank you uh like I, whenever i can help people like boost a signal with a project or a fundraiser or, or a podcast or whatever like i'm always down to do it because i know that uh if i like i i very briefly have some amplification and so i'm gonna spread it around that's awesome do you feel that your job or what you're doing sculpting has helped you express your creativity more or less? Uh, I think it's helped me hone my craft. Okay. You know, just from the sheer amount of sculpting that I do. Like, it's it's like anything else. You, you know, you do, I, I look at work that I did when I started almost 10 years ago now compared to what I'm doing now, and I definitely see a difference. Like, when you do the same, when you do it every day, you have no choice but to improve. But as far as expressing myself creatively, I mean, it it's given me the tools to be able to express myself creatively better. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I imagine that your coworkers aren't necessarily as like, like, I don't really know how to word this, but like, aren't quite as like-minded 
As are you, are you, are you trying to imply thing? that I work for a bunch of big, loud guidos? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? What is? Is it ever like frustrating, like to be like, okay, like here's my concept for something, and then just like to totally not understand? Um. Yeah, we don't all. You know, we don't all speak the same language creatively, and the more people who work on a project, the more difficult it is to kind of steer it in one direction. But we all work together pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that that comes from us working together for so long, but I feel like it's always been that way. Like, there are definitely times when we butt heads on things, but they're a group that has worked together for a long time, and everyone is very talented, and even though, like, they'll they'll occasionally be, like, you know, some sort of, they'll they'll be, like, pissing contests from time to time, like, someone's got to see who's the big dog in the room, but for the most part, everybody just does their work. And they have such a good time with each other. You know, like, they're a family. And they've become my family, in a way. Uh, so it's, it's you know, it's it's not that... I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I think you answered. I think you answered. Um, and to, so to kind of piggyback on that, um, because, like, you know, we're Facebook friends as well as Instagram. Oh, was I supposed to hit friend. record? <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> yes. Be- okay. I'm going to go lie on the floor for a second. <laughs> all, everyone, all four of us have very bad anxiety. So. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever likes that one. <laughs> Don't trigger a four-way no. anxiety attack. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> so to piggyback on that, um, because we're like, we're Facebook friends, obviously, and Instagram f- friends follower whatever i don't know what it's even called um i know that you use your platforms to like talk about social justice issues or human rights issues or whatever um is that ever something that comes up on the show uh no but i have to be very careful about that because we're not really supposed to take a stance as a company on political things you know Mm-hmm. Well, like on your per- well, your Facebook is your personal Facebook, I imagine. My my Facebook is just people I actually know. Yeah, and it's private. Like I, I have a lot of. Yeah, I know that about your Facebook, but your Instagram has over a hundred thousand followers, and you pretty regularly make kind of I... like social posts. So I, I, I try to. I personally love, obviously. I mean, I'm a I'm an ally, you know, like I. I... Like I'm, I'm not supposed to like attack any political any groups political or politicians or, or, groups, or, yes. or, but there are some things that happen that need to be addressed, like just on a basic human decency level. That like you can't, if someone were to come and say, "Look, we're not supposed to be political," I can't go like, "Well, I don't really think there's anything political about um, children dying in cages." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, there's 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 some things that you need to direct people to. So I try to I try to if it's on Instagram or Twitter, I try to point people to things that they can do instead of just going like, "Well, Trump's dumber than dirt." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that as an example, something I wouldn't see, you know, like I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't take the social media and say I I hope I hope Trump gets a disease that turns all his bowel movements to sandpaper. <laughs> Like I would never say that. <laughs> I, I would. I'd uh, never say that. Uh, 
I never say that. I hope all of his underpants turn into <laughs> rabid wolverines in the night while he's sleeping, and he doesn't notice when he gets dressed. <laughs> I would never say something like that um, because I'm not supposed to. But so what I can do is like point people to like races, Texas, you know, to like help. You know, like, listen, if you don't like the fact that there are children on the United States border who are dying, who have been separated from their parents and are dying in camps, then you can donate money to that, you know, to to help with that here. Or, you know, like, hey, uh, I just, you know, or, you know, like when whenever there's an attack on the transgender community or or women's reproductive rights, I, I like to direct people to places where they can do something about it. Um, which is kind of the kind of thing that nobody can sort of look at and say, oh, well, I wish you wouldn't get political. It's like, well, I'm not. I'm raising, I'm raising awareness. And do you, do you feel like it's kind of, or it should be like a moral responsibility to people who have a larger platform to do that? I do. I mean, like, I actually get really frustrated that I can't do more. But uh, so I do. I do as much as I can, um, and it's important to to point out that when I say things like that, or when I when I do things like that, those are my opinions and things that are important to me. That's not. I don't represent uh, the position of the people I work for, which isn't to say that they don't share those values. Right. It's just that when I present something like that, that's coming from me. Oh no no no! I I understand that. I just meant to you like. Do you like wish slash think that maybe like other people who have large platforms should also be doing this? Yeah, uh, and you know, like I, I really uh, like uh, uh, what's her face, Megan Rapino, just recently. You know, the uh, the the women's soccer team. Like, I think what she's been doing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that if you have, I have very strong feelings about this kind of thing. Um, I have very strong feelings about like wealth inequality you know like they're i don't think there should be billionaires yeah <laughs> agreed <laughs> and i i know that like when i say that some people would be like well i don't understand if they work for that money they should have that money right but like well no you know if if in in a society where we we all kind of we want there to be a certain standard of living in the society in which we live. You know, we don't want to live in a society where people are homeless, where people are dying of pre- preventable diseases. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to be correcting wealth inequality. You know, like there's... Absolutely. If somebody has more money than a town could spend in a lifetime, <laughs> you know, if somebody has as much money as a, as a government in the same country as people who are dying from lack of basic necessities, then something is wrong. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I'm also really big on science communication, too. I, I, I'm, I feel like there's, there's been a... This has gone from like fun talking about nerdy stuff to me just ranting about things that depress me. I, I'm sorry. I told you it was also mental health. <laughs> yeah, but just like there's, there's, this, there's a really insidious rise in anti-intellectualism in the United States and honestly worldwide right now. But there's this sort of the time in which we live has seen so many incredible advances in so many technologies and so much learning has increased at such an amazing rate that it can feel very hard to catch up and, and things are difficult. You know, and there there are things that are mm-hmm. 
like socially the world is changing a lot technology is advancing quickly science is advancing quickly and it can feel like things are too hard and there's a really understandable desire for simple answers and to cling to things that make sense and which is why populism is you know uh really growing very quickly but that that leads to sort of a, a, this this real anti-intellectual wave where people are right. like well i don't like this complicated world you know things are digital i don't understand this why does this have to be this way why can't things be simple and if somebody comes to you with maybe not necessarily an evidence or science-based answer that says, well, here's a simple answer, people like that. And it's right. It's frankly dangerous because when you're working with bad data, you get bad outcome. Right. Well, uh, you can continue talking about that on your new podcast, Hell Yeah Science. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But that's, that's I do a lot of I do a lot of uh, I'm, I'm really big on uh, science communication is, is a thing like I have a lot of friends who are no yeah that's awesome scientists yeah. so I like to share their stuff too that's my biggest fandom science <laughs> yeah um, does the TV show ever like basically edit out those political and any like political moments oh man so little of what happened like. The short answer is yes, but that's only because so much of what we talk about gets edited out. To, okay. What do you talk about behind the scenes? I mean, it's <laughs> it's a workplace with a bunch of guys, you know, like, we're just, we're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, like, how many... All right, then. You know, it's, 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 a, it's the kind of thing you would expect a bunch of guys from, like, 30 to 50 years old who are working in a factory to be talking about. And so there's everything, it's everything from okay. politics to who has the smelliest ass, who's ugly, you know, it's the whole, like, very little of what we talk about ever makes it into an episode of that show. Um, I don't think it's edited for political content so much as it is for just trying to get even remotely usable audio. <laughs> like a cohesive conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if they can get us to talk about... Uh, that's relevant. Exactly. Yeah, the the producers were forever trying to get us to talk about what we were doing for like two minutes in a row ever. Okay. <laughs> you can only imagine how that works on a reality TV show because it's not like you just get it with one shot. Do you do multiple takes for things ever? Occasionally, if there's something that's like really necessary to help people understand what we're doing, you know, and like if we've been talking about it in like a, a circum... Like a, you know, kind of a messy or, or roundabout way, and they're like, can you guys just say that, like, in a straightforward way so we can edit it cleanly into the show? And they're like, yeah, I think we should put the one thing on the other right. thing. That's such a good idea. You get $100. Do I really? No. Okay. Okay, so, great. Yeah, television's a, a weird medium. I, I can tell you, I don't know if you'll be able to use this, but... Uh, we were, <laughs> we were. This was years ago when Transformers Two came out. We made this giant bumblebee cake. It had, uh, it had the oh, like. I think I remember watching this episode. Yeah, this one was huge. <laughs> oh, really? I have watched this. I do. I, I haven't watched it in years now, but I. Definitely yeah, that was a big episode. But we 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 worked for, like, over the course of three days, we had to have worked about. I had to have worked about sixty hours. In that three-day span, 
And like we, it was very little sleep in between. And by the third day, like we were just, we had gone completely around the bend, you know, like everyone was exhausted and mm-hmm. we're just like, we're talking about it was just like disgusting middle school crap. And the, the director of the episode, this guy, Josh, he's like, all right, can you guys please stop talking about like putting things in butts and, and pooping things out of butts can you just <laughs> talk about transformers and so <laughs> and and i was like yeah sure josh i'm sorry and he's like thank you that's all i ask and so he steps back and we're sitting there and everybody's quiet because now they're angry that they've been told what to do and we're all working and and we're sitting there and i go did you guys ever have any transformers when you were kids and they're like yeah yeah which was your favorite one to put in your butt <laughs> Yeah, that's staying in. <sighs> well, um, it was a fun job. Honestly, I remember a lot of episodes. <laughs> I'm glad that they cut that out of that yeah. episode. <laughs> I, that wouldn't have been kid friendly, I don't think. No, not quite. If, Ralph, if you could have any job, what would it be? Does it have to be a real job? Eh, whatever. <laughs> No. Ah, uh, any job. Ooh, okay. Um, so there was that Walking with Dinosaurs live stadium show a few years ago. Well, like 15 years ago now, I guess. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> um, no. It was, this, it was this traveling stadium show, and they had these giant life-sized, like, walking around animatronic dinosaur puppets and stuff. Like, they were free-roaming in this big arena. Oh, wow. Uh the guy who announces that, like the ringmaster of that show. <laughs> oh my god! I almost spit my water out. <laughs> I I, I want to. There's there's just a, oh my god. There's this big like pair of gates <laughs> and, and this huge arena, and I want to be the guy who gets to stand in front of that and go, ladies and gentlemen, I give you for your entertainment the largest predatory animal to ever walk the face of the earth, Tyrannosaurus Rex. And have the gates <laughs> open behind me, and a T Rex comes out. That job, that's what I want. Well, you have a, your audition tape. You have a great <laughs> presenter voice, Thank so you. like, I think Seriously. you would definitely get that job. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do more voice work, but it's it's. Uh, I'm told it's a pretty competitive field. Yeah, I would imagine. I I know that a lot of voice actors do like like a lot of the same. Um, or I don't know how to word what I'm saying. A lot of different characters. Yeah, but they also they tend to be like they tend to to work like one sort of aspect of voice acting. Like you know they're either like doing voices in like cartoons and stuff, or they're doing commercials, or they're doing right mm-hmm. announcing. Except for Maurice Lamarche, who does everything. He's the brain from Pinky and the Brain, but he's also like mm-hmm. the voice of uh, what? What's the car commercials? He's the only guy who does them. Carfax. It's the one car. No, there's one car, and I don't remember what kind it is now. Is a car that talks? No! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, my God. Oh my God. No, the voiceover of a car commercial, not the voice of a car. Does oh he do God. it for all the car commercials? No, there's, there's, one, there's one kind of car that he does. He's the only one who does it's their the commercials, and I can't remember... We're not going to name all the cars, okay? So let's... <laughs> Unless they sponsor us. It's Lexus. He does the Lexus commercial. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yes. But he's also the brain on Pinky and the Brain, and he's uh, 
a bunch of characters on Futurama. He's Calculon. Yeah, Futurama's my favorite show. Um, yeah, Futurama is is the there are like there are two TV shows that I could just grow up into at any time and be perfectly happy, and it's Futurama and The Office. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I know you had mentioned having anxiety earlier. Um, is there anything mm-hmm. that you do specifically that helps with easing it? Yeah. Um, so I've been, I, I finally, uh, I finally started seeing a therapist a few months ago. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, do a lot of mindfulness techniques are really good. You know, like uh, just sort of grounding yourself in the present is really good, especially when you feel anxiety coming on. I have a lot of like uh, just invasive, unwanted anxiety triggering thoughts mm-hmm. like throughout the day. And I have since I was very little where you know, I'll be fine. And then that part of my, you know, like in the back or they'll just be part of my brain going, you know, it'd be really great if you lost it right now. Like, just think about this. This will really mess you up a little bit. And I'm like, no, come on. I don't want to think about that. And then, you know, like you, you get that feeling like you, you, you're trapped inside your own chest and, and head. Like if you could just run out of your body as fast as you yeah. could, it would be the only thing that would make it better. And so um, I've learned a lot of kind of uh, techniques to ground yourself in the moment, like just focusing on like tactile sensations or the sounds around you or, or the details of the room you're in, you know, concentrating on your breathing. There are a lot of things that have really helped and have decreased incidences of incidents of, uh, you know, that those, those kind of, unwanted invasive thoughts and the sort of panic reaction to them. Yeah. Isn't there like a technique where you like name one thing from like each of the senses? Yeah. That's, that's a, that's, that's pretty similar to what I've been doing. I haven't heard that specifically, but that's the kind of thing. I feel like my brain is angry at me for stopping it from freaking out. (laughs) Brain. Your brain is not always your friend. Your brain lies. Yeah. No. Yeah, but it's it I feel like it's fighting back. Like my anxiety wants to happen, so I've started having panic attacks in my sleep and waking up from them. But it's it's like I said the 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 incidences of having like a panic attack in my sleep are pretty rare, but that is something that I wasn't used to happening and I feel like my it's it's almost like anxiety almost feels like another person in your head who's like kicking your stuff around and when you start doing something to make it better it feels like they're panicking and fighting back mm-hmm. it's like having beetlejuice living in your <laughs> head you know like that that kind of like reactionary shitty child of a person you're like oh you're gonna kick me out huh well, i'm gonna kick over all your shit good luck sleeping now yeah I'm sorry that you deal with that. I mean, all three of us also deal with that. So, like, definitely yeah. understand. Well, look, it's a hard time during which not to be anxious all the time. Like, we live in a, a world where, like, the future beyond a decade is really hard to predict. Like, just whether or not everybody's going to have enough food 15, 20 years from now is in doubt. Yeah. You know, we're we're not in a great economic situation. Like people our age aren't making the money that previous generations were making. It's, you know, people don't have, people aren't buying houses. People are keeping cars longer. And the kind of change that we want to see in the world 
feels very slow in coming, you know, like this moving away from things that are harming the planet uh, in favor of alternatives that don't seems to be going at a snail's pace. Uh, it feels like the, you know, the government is more and more being bought and paid for by like corporate interests and the things that we want to see changing don't feel like they're happening quickly. And so I like, I understand a lot of people in my generation and younger generations are really suffering with, from this kind of anxiety and it's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, do you have any like, I don't know, like apps or like websites or anything that you want to like list off that might help someone else that maybe you've used before? Then, no, not really. Uh, although I, I do find it very calming to watch uh, process videos, like anybody making something. Process videos, you said? Yeah, you know, like uh, like I'll watch The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross, or uh, mm. if there's... Um, I like to watch people turning things on a lathe. <laughs> you know how that sounds? What? Yeah, you know, like if you like people making like vases or bowls or whatever on a like oh. just putting a big hunk of wood on a lathe and carving it down into that shape, like any or even like blacksmithing videos. Just watching people make things is very calming. Watching people make glass things are, is really cool. I think. Oh, I gotta okay. check that out, man! Glass blowing—that's probably great. Yeah, yeah. You're just giving me a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that, like, the reason why people love, like, all the baking shows and stuff is because it calms them and, like, helps with their mental health at all? Or do you think it's just, like, people love reality shows? I mean, people do love reality shows. I, I don't, I'll never understand why. But people also <laughs> really like watching process. Like, it's very satisfying to watch something that didn't exist come into being and the steps that it takes to get there. Yeah. And there's something really satisfying about watching really talented people create really uh, amazing cakes, right? Oh, <laughs> right? I certainly hope so, because that's, that's, that's what keeps me in a job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so then, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you on social media and only be nice to you because we will personally bully you if you bully Ralph. <laughs> no, no bullying. I Stop will. Bullying. Okay, I from my account will bully you if you bully Ralph. I can, oh I can, God. I can handle myself out there. Uh, I have, I have this amazing way of dealing with uh, people who are assholes on social media. I just mute them. Oh, amazing! All right, that's better than me bullying them. Yes. Yeah, I love the idea of them angrily screaming into the void. Because, <laughs> well, that's what they want—a reaction, right? Yeah, they're really thinking that they're scoring some points, and I'm completely unaware of their existence. I'm just letting you know, like, if you're out there on social media and you cross the line, I'm never hearing anything you say again. So, like, <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cake Boss Ralph. Uh, and if you want to see my uh, chocolate and cake sculpting videos, you can go to Cake House Media on YouTube. I have a couple playlists on there of my stuff. And there's also all the other talented people at the bakery have the things that they like to show off. Becky's Workbench is uh, one of my favorite little sub-series that we have. And I show up on that sometimes to ruin all the nice things she's making. <laughs> uh, my boss's wife has some really good Italian food recipes. It's, uh, it's fun if you like that kind of thing. Nice. And let's see what else. What else is uh, 
I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something uh, coming up in the fall that I'd love to talk about, but I can't say anything mm. right now. Uh, is it spooky themed? My bir- I'm just saying my birthday's in October. So <laughs> <laughs> I love doing spooky things for my birthday. <laughs> is that uh, sadly it's not spooky themed? But I also love doing spooky it's things. It's just me casually dropping hints. about ralph's future (laughs) (laughs) but yes thank you so much for listening um take a moment to subscribe review and rate us it's the easiest way to help our podcast if you leave us a five star five star review we might pick it up to read on the air i'm just gonna leave a second here for you to actually leave us a five star review Go ahead, please, take your time, we'll wait. Please, God, please leave us a review. Okay. You guys see that uh, that Godzilla movie with the, all the guys in it? <laughs> all the guys? All the guys, guys in all it? The, all the monster guys. Was Rihanna in that? <laughs> Was she? No, I keep mixing Godzilla up with Battleship. Oh my uh. God, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway... That was probably enough time to leave a review, yeah. Oh my god. This Okay, so this week's review comes from Jordan. Uh, she says, I'm lucky enough to be actual friends with these ladies, but I love that this podcast makes me feel like we're all just sitting around chatting. There's a lot of important stuff to say about this topic, and I'm glad these people are doing it. Thanks, Jordan. Thank if- you. If you want to chat with us about this episode, our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram, what? Fandom and wellness on Facebook? <laughs> Is this your first episode together? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. And fandom wellness on Twitter. You can also find me at the Chic Geek NYC on Instagram. And you can find me at <laughs> the Box of Shadows um, on Instagram. Someone wrote the wrong handle in my notes and you can find me at little puddle on instagram you can usually find me on the couch (laughs) on instagram (laughs) uh if you want bonus content you can join our fandom family at patreon.com slash fandom and wellness for patreon exclusive geek sessions ralph do you want to say our sign off okay well i don't i don't know if we should be doing swearing (laughs) (laughs) okay you can say a different word (laughs) i got you it's a little too late for that yeah And remember, be kind and take no shit. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yay! (laughs) Let's go eat cake.